Hey, Miles, what's up? Hey, Lise, how are you? I'm doing well. It's an amazing day. I'm loving the fall weather. And I just had a birthday, so I can't complain. Oh, man, happy birthday. Is it still impolite to ask how old? <laughs> no, no, I mean, I don't mind it because it beats the alternative. Because if you don't get older, you're dead. So I don't mind giving my age. I am 33. Oh, and lesson. I'm a Libra. So, you know, not a Scorpio. I just missed the Scorpio seeds and I'm a I'm actually going to say that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to my Libras and shout out to my Scorpios. But I am definitely like a Libra. Everything about Libras is just me all over. But today we're going to be talking about an interesting topic here on Business Casual. And it is about business. So it is getting more into being more casual in the business setting and talking about are brands less important to businesses as they used to be? You know, back in the day, that's all you heard on the business side is that branding was super important. You had to have a really strong brand in order to sell products and make a lot of money. Now, it's statistics have shown that people are buying those private labels or those like generic style brands at higher rates. I think they're like 60% more likely to buy a generic brand. So do you think that the branding has become less important to businesses? I do. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not going to say it's less important. I just believe that the market share from the bigger brands is less because when I was growing up Nike and Jordan could do no wrong Um, if you had on any other shoes people would make fun of you people would laugh but as the times have changed I saw a dramatic quality shift over at Jordan for a bunch of years where the the shoes were just not they were just poorly poorly made they didn't have the same leather they were taking cheap alternatives and i started to to shift over to like brands like adidas um uh timbaland uh other brands that are still kind of big but at one point they had I, i would i would wear nothing but nikes and i just believe that even today there, there are even other brands that have moved in that don't even have the same uh, heritage. But to be honest with you, the quality is so much better. The service is so much better that I'm not as loyal as I used to be to just a brand name. I'm just not. I agree with that. And I, I'm, I'm an Android girl. I've always been an Android girl. Not intentionally, just from a financial perspective. Android was my it was my guy. But from the standpoint now, I've seen more Apple people who are jumping to Androids, which was unheard of. Because like, if you seen that somebody didn't have, like if you're sending a text message and as an Apple <laughs> user, you can tell if you're an Android. And if you don't have that, it's the like, green. oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh my God, you're an Android? So, but it's changing now. So Apple just being Apple doesn't matter anymore. Now you still have some of those diehard Apple people that no matter what, they're gonna stand in a line to get the next Apple phone, regardless if it's the same phone, but now they just added another color. But like, I gotta have it. I used to be a diehard, diehard Apple fan. Like everything had to be Apple. It all had to link 
and it was only really because the software was better but mm-hmm. what's going on like I, I I saw a dramatic decline once Steve Jobs wasn't there the brand wasn't innovative and I started to see them copy Android to be <laughs> to be honest you know like Android would come out with something a couple of years later I um you know Apple is introducing it as if they created it like oh well now that we're doing it it's uh, solidified and it's cool and the Android folks was like look we've been had facial recognition <laughs> you know we've been had waterproof phones so y'all late you know so at the end of the day I do feel like going forward maybe there is a switch Apple you know <laughs> goodbye might be in trouble no Apple might be in trouble and I, I don't know if it was Steve Jobs because I think over the time Steve Jobs was very innovative I'm not taking anything away from him he was a genius a very brilliant man I think just from the standpoint of how far you can go, I think Samsung, because they were more so in the background, they spent more money on research and development and less money on marketing. They were able to take their product to the next level. I think Apple was so focused on their brand and being Apple that they kind of shied away from or got lost in that research and development and becoming more innovative. And that's where brand it's it's funny because i think it's kind of on the fence with it because i still believe that brand means a lot so when you look at things like starbucks people buy starbucks coffee i love starbucks coffee right is starbucks better than dunkin donuts coffee I, I don't know but i buy starbucks because well i like strong coffee but also because it has that status brand of luxury. We automatic, it's like a placebo effect. <laughs> we've heard so long that this coffee is so good and it's expensive that it's gotta be good. I mean, so if you I, pay $7 for a coffee, <laughs> you know, you wanna truly believe it's better than the $3 cup. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I. it better be good if you're paying $7. But that was the brilliance of Starbucks that they made you believe that $7 for a cup of coffee was average. And what happened was now that you see more and more people saying, okay, well, if yours is $7, I'm going to make mine at least 6 So they really, they were kind of ingenious in that sense that if you saw that symbol, it was a status symbol. And so yeah. people wanted to have Starbucks because of the brand. And so I think in some ways brand is are like a small business I think small businesses need brands because we don't know who you are yet and there's not going to be a whole lot of people going on like those rating sites like you know Yelp and all those other types of blogs writing about your brand so I think in that sense small brands or small companies do need to brand do you agree with that? 100% and Truly, it's like when I really think about like my business and being a small business, if you don't bring something that the larger businesses bring, then you're going to get lost in the sauce. Like um, there's one of our head people, um, you know, businesses that we compete with all the time is Janny King. Janny King, Janny King, Janny King. Janny King has the, the, the reach and their people are have so much information to just prove 
that quote unquote they're better because they have this or they have that but at the end of the day the service is so lackluster from Janny King that when we come in and we show all of these you know very minimal minute things that people don't really think about when they think about having a cleaning company it's like oh wow I would never go back to Janny King because they treated me like a number the smaller company you're treated as if it's family you know everybody knows your name you're not getting a different cleaner every other day so our brand is about family and if we didn't have that brand it wouldn't we would be just like Janny King <laughs> you know so there would be no reason to go with the small company over the big company so branding is important I just don't think it's important in the same way as it used to be. You're right. And I, I agree with that. I think people are looking more so for the, the actual quality and what you're getting um, and less about just a name. Like, I bought this because this is this name. I think over time, because there's so many options now, and that's another thing, the uh, amount of competition in the business world has boomed. You've seen more business owners, especially African-American women, and I the last year or two, we actually are starting businesses at an, an astonishing rate, which is awesome. So more and more people are getting into the business spectrum. When you have that, you have more competition. And with more competition, people have more options. So they're less likely to pick that legacy brand because they have other options. So if you that legacy brand is a little expensive for you, you might try something else. Or if it's not working quite the way that you think it should, you're more likely to try something else. I think there was a study done uh, recently that I think like 61% of consumers that they polled uh, said that when they had more options, they had a harder time selecting a product and they were less satisfied with those more expensive name brand products when they bought them so i think mm. that's a lot to be said that people now think we have options and brand is not going to be the sole determining factor even though if you've been to school business school marketing school the only thing they tell you is you got a brand you you, you just brand 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 and then you're going to be wealthy and that's not true and we also see that with the big companies like Amazon and I, I kind of want to get your your thought process on Amazon because Amazon do something that's absolutely amazing and this is why I think brand is less important now because Amazon what is technically Amazon's brand so people think about shipping but Amazon does so many things like they so just many. attract a, a, a contract on like a rocket ship so they do so many things that what is Amazon? Being more, you know, ambiguous with what you do is more helpful because they've been able to, their stock is going or nearing like $4,000 a share. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I remember when the share was like $700, but they were only focused in like one or two major sectors. But like you said, as the, as the time has gone by, they have just blown into all of these different markets at a to the point where you just don't know what Amazon does. You know, it's almost like Google. Like for a long time, I just thought Google was just simply a search engine. And then you find out, oh, they're heavy into uh, artificial intelligence and this and that. So 
like you said, when it comes to branding, like a like a, a major corporation like um, Amazon, I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is that when you have investors, when you have people who are buying your stock, the only thing they care about is innovation. You know, nice. that's why we haven't really seen Apple stock shoot up. It's because where's the innovation? Everything is. I'm, you know, you're you're behind this one or you're behind that one. Like, if you're always behind the times, I don't, you know, yeah, you're a great brand. Yeah, the, the quality of your products are really strong. But what exciting are you bringing to the market? And I think the new thing now is to brand excitement into your into your business. You know what I'm saying? Like, where people don't even know what's coming next, but they're the, the eyes are on you because you're setting the trends you're making the market what it really is you know so my thoughts on amazon i love what they're doing with drop shipping um i love what they're doing about how they're making so many millionaires through e-commerce um it's 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 becoming such a force to be reckoned with like so many people have been able to walk away from their nine to five jobs because of a company like amazon you know so I, and, and that's another thing they they contribute to the big brands not being so important because they give so many smaller companies a way for people to find them you know so truthfully it all goes back to the internet being such a powerful tool that your brand can be swallowed up in the sea of the Etsy's of the world you know the 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 small mom and pop shops that cater to a specific group so well that they don't even need to go to your store or this store or that store so in the end I, I truly just believe that the reason branding has changed is because the landscape of how we take in uh, information has changed so the information about a brand isn't as solid as what it used to be because now we have more information to actually research hey is this brand really what they say they are or can I find a brand that's a little bit cheaper with better quality you know yeah and I agree with that and, and Amazon has been the leader of this brand less mentality because back in the day Amazon sold books that's what they <laughs> did they sold books that was what that was their main thing and to see what jeff bezos has been able to do is absolutely amazing when is the last time like there are a couple but when is the last time you saw an amazon commercial does, does, hold on, does amazon alexa count <laughs> it happens and you they have a couple but they don't really have don't, many yeah. commercials and same thing with Google. Like you'll see, uh, like you said, when you think of Google, you think of a search engine. And, and to be totally honest with you, Google did that on, on purpose. So that wasn't a mistake. Google intentionally wanted people to think that the only thing they did was become a search engine because when they polled a bunch of different people in this research study, people thought if you did one thing, right, Mm -hmm. you would be the leader and you would be the best at it. And so they were like, well, we don't want to convolute the whole theory of our search engine. So let's only push this search engine. So then people only thought that's what they did when they do so many things. 
Mm-hmm. So they did that intentionally. Google's quite smart in that way. But I will say that as far as if you are a, a business or a small business, you do need to identify what it is that you do. So people like Amazon have been very good at that. But I don't think it's necessarily the norm. I Definitely think not. When you're when it comes to branding, I think you need to create an emotional connection. And we've seen that more recently, like with Nike, with Colin Kaepernick. We've seen it even <laughs> that candidates are starting to connect emotion to what they're saying. Like people are, are picking candidates based on how they make them feel and not facts. We see it in everything that we do. And I think that that's one of the, the missing components that emotional marketing is what's on. And I think if even if you had a really weak brand where it's kind of like, I don't really know what they do, but you're able to connect. Emotionally connect, yeah. I think people will still buy your products. Do you agree with that? I do. I mean, let's, so moving a little bit different, what's your advice to the, to the small up and coming brand who has to deal with this sea of information? What's what are you telling the small business at this point about branding? What's important? Yeah. So what I would tell a small business is make sure you know your product before you go out there and do anything. What is your product and what is your service? Because when you're coming up against these bigger businesses, you're going to need to have a really good product because really the difference between selling and not selling is having quality and having a reasonable price. The next thing I would tell a business is once you have a good product or good service, you need to test it, but not only just testing it, then get a price strategy, get a price analysis. Because what you don't wanna do is go out there and push a product that's overpriced and then you're this small brand nobody knows and nobody's gonna buy your stuff. Or you're not gonna make any money. So that, so that, so to be honest with you, that still does play a part then pricing. Like, yes. Until your brand is quote unquote luxury, is it a bad move to always come out at the higher end? You know, because I've been told with my product company that sometimes you want to go in high so that there is some, some time to bring your price down. You know, like, because you can offer a discount and people may feel like, oh, wow, I'm getting this at a steal. Whereas if you come in low, there's no way you can really, because once you put into somebody's mind that your brand is cheap, it Mm -hmm. is super, super hard to get them to switch over to to feeling that it's luxury. And and we've seen companies do it, like Audi. Audi was a a company that in the beginning, that was the cheapskate car. (laughs) You were getting the bottom of the barrel your your brakes might not work you know (laughs) like there were things that were really wrong but as the tech companies and all of these people moved in they rebranded Audi as such a luxury brand that now every tech guy guess what he doesn't want a Benz like his his mom or his grandfather or or his father he wants the Audi you know so it's like or Tesla right exactly (laughs) you know I agree. Um, the, I will put this out there. So the reason why I say you need a price analysis and you need to go in right, because what you 
don't have, where a lot of businesses fail is they do do that, oh, well, I can start high and work my way down. You don't want that either because then that makes your brand look even cheaper. Mm. So when you start off really high and then all of a sudden people come back to you um, a year later and then you're really low, I'm like, oh, well, you weren't worth what you said you were anyway. <laughs> so, you know, it, it brings us, So that's why you need to come in in that sweet spot because you don't have people marketing for you. You don't have people branding for you. There's nobody on Yelp that's going to go out. I mean, well, you can do it. I'm just, I'm not s- suggesting you do that. That's false advertisement. But, you know, <laughs> you don't have that. So you're not going to have as many customers that will validate it because people research now. I think it's like 88% of consumers, I think it was in Forbes magazine, do research on major purchases or purchases in general before they buy it in services. And so you don't want to be that company that, okay, let's say you are, I don't know, you sell shampoo, right? The average bottle of shampoo is anywhere between five in like 30 bucks. You don't want to be that small brand selling at 30 bucks with no data. No testimonials, no nothing. So what you can do, and this is why I say come in at the sweet spot. If you know you're on the higher end because it costs a lot for you to make it, I would start somewhere in the middle because what you can also do is create another product that either has a different brand on it or different logo on it. And you can sell that particular product for more because you can say, say that this is the more luxurious brand. This is our all natural shampoo, which if you don't know by now, natural is not regulated by the FDA and you can pretty much put it on anything. Like Red Hot, <laughs> put that on anything. So you can do stuff like that. And there are ways to trick people without saying, oh, well, you started all the way up here. Now you're down there. So you don't want to do that. And that's why I say you got to do that price analysis or it will look bad. You just brought up a great topic. When is branding a lie? Mm. Like, <laughs> because there, there are companies where I have researched online. Everything seems right about this product. And then I get it and I am disappointed. And it's like, this isn't what I purchased. Like, when is your brand a lie? I think it becomes a lie when you are intentionally overinflating your own numbers. And that's when brand becomes untrue. So that's similar to that research study where they said people were buying these big brands, paying all this money. And then when they got it, it was like, oh, well, I really did not want this. This is not what I thought it was. And I would have got something else for a lot less. So it's this- because I've have, have you ever heard of when people purchase reviews? Yes. Like they just hire like 15, 20, 30 people to just give these amazingly detailed personal uh, you know, oh, the product did this and it did that. And it's just like, there is no real longevity in that because when the people who didn't, who you didn't buy start to flood in with, oh, I got, you know, lied to. Like one of the recent things that happened like that was this, uh, oh gosh, and this this is such a, a, a kind of gross product, but it's it was an anal bleaching. Uh, okay. <laughs> that um, Azalea Banks was actually pushing on her online store. And she had all of these people saying, oh, it's such a great product, is this, is that. And then once it shipped, people got it and it was literally 
singeing their buttholes to the point where people had to go to the hospital and now people won't buy a bar of soap from the girl. Oh, you oh know? Okay. well, a couple things. First things first, why do you want that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's just go there. And then second, I think about that, it becomes the fact that she put her name on something that she didn't test herself. That is when brand becomes a lie because she's intentionally going out there, putting out false information. Now, it happens all the time. Big brands do it. They always have paid spokesmen and they do it all the time. But I think at the end of the day, when you look at things like uh, reviews on like Google and you look on <laughs> reviews like Yelp and when you look on, these are actual and so when you see those types of things, you know that you're going to get the truth. And same thing like social media is a big one. So there are ways to get true information from people. And that's so, when you have to do like real research. Just put it, Google it. And I'm sure Cinch Buttholes probably was on fire since <laughs> you Googled that product. So if they would have done some research, they would have figured that out. And my thing is, I'm with you. Like, don't just take the first couple of reviews. Go cross-check it with different websites. You know, like, do, like you said, do the real due diligence to research and make sure, hey, if I put this product in my hair and they're swearing up and down that it's going to grow, and then I put it on my head and my all my hair falls out, and then you do, um, one of my favorite websites is... Uh, ripoff report <laughs> you go to ripoff report and man do you get the real story you know yeah. <laughs> so it's just like we need to take on uh those type of of analytics you know don't just take the google reviews or the yelp reviews where people can just hire 15 20 people to go write a review go to rumor report go to go to these sites that are dedicated to exposing these fugazi brands that just want to create a huge lump sum of money and then get out and you never see them next year yeah you know and this is i will also say this before we go you, you do have to do your research but i will tell you this that most of the time reviews are bad because people are more likely to report a bad experience than a good one so i will put that up. but i will say this across the board brand i think it's important but I think having people who are knowledgeable about their surroundings and what they want, this is why it's also important for you to make sure you vote because consumer protections would put those types of things and make them put that on those products. So make sure you go out and vote. You got 14 days to get yourself <laughs> together. And then I also will say that if you are a small business, make sure you're doing your research because just having a pretty brand and a pretty website is not going to sustain you. You do need a product. You do need the quality. And people nowadays will check it. And because they have so many options, there is no guarantee that you will continue to be an industry leader or you will become an industry leader just because you have a pretty business card. Just putting yeah. that out there. That's true. I think I want to leave people with be more concerned with your name and your legacy than a quick buck. Mm. when it comes to branding because just the other day I had a nasty nasty accident that happened at the job 
and so many things went through my went through my mind. I I was doing a power washing job where we 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 were using buric acid, mm-hmm. and one of the workers had taken the um, the bottle inside and put it on the windsill to to hand it to me, but they didn't screw the top on. So when I reached back in to uh, to grab it, I knocked the buric acid over and it scorched the carpet. Oh my gosh. A bad um, business or a bad service would have come up with all types of crap to get out of it. But because I'm a business and a man of my word, I went directly to the owner. I let them know, hey, I scorched your carpet, carpet, you know, and he was like, well, look, you've been working for my company for five years. You know, I trust you. Take care of it. If I did not have a long service history with this guy, you scorch somebody's carpet with acid, you're done. (laughs) Yeah. You're not getting paid. They may even, you know, try to get a little bit of money out of you. (laughs) So that's that anal cream. It was very acid. Sure. same exactly so i like i said i just say come on guys man if you're trying to start a company if you really want a business be more concerned with what people are saying about you than just trying to get a quick buck out of as many people as you can before your name is so bad that nobody will touch it (laughs) that is very true so that is a great message to leave on this has been business casual with miles and lease and this was water cooler talk for the masses now is your turn to go ahead and go talk to your buddies about what we just finished talking about have a fantastic day all right see you guys on the next one peace Hey guys, thank you so much for listening today. If you're feeling a bit business, I've put a link in the description to this amazing Forbes article that goes into a bit more detail about branding. And if you're feeling a bit casual, there's a link to a YouTube video about Azalea Banks and her failed branding efforts. Thank you so much and enjoy. Peace.